previously on the Wise Guys podcast. Yeah, that was such a fun experience because A, there wasn't anybody on the trails. Right. And when we get up, there's a few people up there. But it, for me, it was the peace of just hiking with nobody on the trails. Yeah. And then you're, I feel like I was just more connected to nature at that point. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the company. Yeah. Shout out my tenor. Shout out my tenor. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're killing it out there in, yeah. in Watford. In what? Watford, mate. Yeah. Watford. <laughs> Sweet niblets. <laughs> so bada bing, bada boom, you know, first time meeting my tenor. Now we're best friends. Yeah. I believe we have a streak on Snapchat that she keeps ending. So. Well, yeah, that's so terrible. I blame my tenor completely. But, you know, at least you're not on the mailing list about how her children are doing this and that because, you know, I got spammed twice a week and i'm just like hey you, you gotta do what you gotta do you know oh i i get spammed with those oh you do yeah yeah, yeah yeah i i'm at work when she sends them so right. i don't get a chance to respond yeah so she thinks that i don't care or something probably yeah, yeah no yeah. same yeah. Yeah, yeah i just i just leave her on red <laughs> <laughs> we are from my tenor, but we're still friends you know yeah i would like to welcome our guest our very, very special guest, Maitana Guli. Welcome to the show, Maitana. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? Hey, Maitana. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Hello. Very good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> hello. How's hello. Watford? From Watford. Live from Watford. Yes, I, yes, sirs. I, I think I, I sounded Chinese with that uh, pretend British accent. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different accent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Marta, nice to have you on the show. You were Thank like, you. you're literally one of the uh, the first few people that we thought of when we decided that we wanted to bring people on. So it's I'm nice so to honored. finally bring you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank we've you been so much. chasing you for two months. <laughs> you're always busy. You're a busy girl. I do what I do. Yeah, Perfect. living it up in uh, in Watford. How is it out there? I mean, how's uh how's your time been? It's been great. A lot of British accents. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, they actually have a really important football team that no one's ever heard of outside of Watford. But and they're not very good, but they did beat Man U the other day. So Oh, I heard about that. Wait, is this so, is this Watford the team or it's a completely different team? So it's Watford the team. It's, Watford, it's an right? EPL team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, maybe yeah, I'm the only one who hasn't heard of it. Maybe the rest <laughs> of you probably have, but maybe it's just me. That's. I think that's why their manager got fired. They lost to to Watford. They just Ooh. fired their manager. Did they? And you? Yeah, they did. Oh, that's they let him go. Makes but, sense. Uh, I mean, yeah. If Watford beats you, well, then you know. Well, Messi over Ronaldo, anyways. So, sorry. There we go. Good. If anybody's listening, that's a Ronaldo fine. I said it. You heard it here first. <laughs> Messi over Ronaldo any day. So, welcome to the show. But how we normally have our guests here is we, we like to find out more about them. Obviously, we know you a decent amount now, but our, our listeners don't. So maybe you want to give a little background about yourself, where you grew up, schooling, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're not you're not actually English, right? No, I'm not actually English. I don't no. know if you could tell by my beautiful English accent. Um, not English, not from Watford. <laughs> but uh, um, so I was born in Argentina. Um, I lived there for a couple of years and then I moved to Canada. I was in Montreal and I grew up there for most of my my life. Went to school there. Um, I did my schooling half in French, half in English. So I've got the uh, be French as well as the English. Um, and then I've got Spanish at home. So those are the three languages I speak. Um, and then just bada bing, bada boom, decided to move <laughs> to England and thought it'd be a good, uh, good choice um, and see where life takes me. So I ended up in Watford, but I love it here. So far, so good. So uh i'm teaching so i'm a teacher in watford i love it i love my kids um and uh yeah i hope that i'll be able to keep traveling and keep doing what i do in other parts of the world so we'll see but yeah that's it it's a little bit about me love it 
And uh, I mean, I think the travel piece is like, you know, very consistent between all three of us and something that we all enjoy. And obviously we're going to talk about that throughout this episode, but I guess one of the things that brought the three of us together was this Quebec trip that we went on back in July. And uh, Ty and I talked a little bit about it uh, in the last episode, but also wanted to just kind of hear your thoughts, you know, on uh, how that like four or five day trip went. Cause that was your first time meeting Ty in person. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think, I think we had talked on the phone with Nate one like once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Cause I think we were on the phone and Nate was like, oh, I'm going to, I think it was like you were meeting for dinner or coffee or something. Yeah. And I was like, I want to say hi. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, wow. I was like, hey, you don't know me, but yeah. <laughs> Hi. yeah. I just remembered you were so like bubbly. You were like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to remember if I've actually met you in the past. Cause you were like, oh, it's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. I'm like, you have? <laughs> I'm like, where? <laughs> so I was like, it was nice to meet you. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I gave you that impression via the phone. Um, I don't know. The Quebec trip was it seems like ages ago but it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago just a mm-hmm. few months back yeah. um it was so fun like I knew like the way like I, I knew Nathan before you Ty obviously so I knew like Nathan's vibe and I felt like because you were so close to Nathan you'd be this the same type of guy so I just I figured it would just go well like I had total trust so amazing yeah what was your um uh, so I know you met Nate in Spain when you guys did your exchange and we can get a little bit into Spain later on, but what was your first impression of Nate? Oh my God. Get ready. Uncut, for this, okay. unfiltered. Yeah. So I, I, have, the beans. I have the bucket ready under my face for the tears. So I'm good. I'm ready. I got, I got a bowl of no. popcorn ready. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not, I'm going to tell you straight up the way it was. Okay. I got to Spain. Um, I believe the week that Nathan had got back to Toronto to watch the Raptors. So to me, Nathan was like a legend. Everyone talked about Nathan. Everyone, everyone said, oh my God, wait until you meet Nathan. Wait until you meet Nathan. No, because Nate, because Nate, because Nate. I was like, yo, this man made it be like the shit. Because, you know, oh, I can't say that. Better be it. Can I say that? Of course, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been around kids too long, okay? So I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Um, so he was the, the it dude, you know? Um, and then when he got back, which is two weeks after I had been there, um, I like, I, everyone was like crowding around like Nathan. I, I didn't know, I didn't see him, but I was coming around like this big crowd of people. Um, they're all cheering like Nate, Nate, no, I'm kidding. But they were all just there um, surrounding him. And I go, and I just went, I think I just went straight up to you. And I was like, hi. And you're like, oh, hi, I'm Nate. And I was like, huh. It's you. it's you okay <laughs> no I'm kidding we just shook hands and I was like all right cool and I think that was it and then I had to go work like I don't think that that was I remember that part but I remember everyone like hyping you up and talking about you and then um I think like our schedules just didn't mash up as well so we didn't really get to bond that much on the actual trip mm-hmm. which not sucks but look at us now so <laughs> yeah well I mean you know, first of all, none of that is true. You know, (laughs) all of these people crowding me, like I'm some sort of prophet. Like I have, (laughs) I have no recollection of that. Um, And uh, I mean, it it was such a long time ago, but I think, I think for me, it's like just being able to meet you. And yeah, unfortunately we didn't really get to travel together up until like Quebec this year, like really. But for me, I always think back to I visited Montreal for my birthday one year. Uh, and then it, there was just, yeah, this one time, I think I was leaving Montreal or I was, I was heading, I, I was leaving. Right. Um, mm. And then it was like, it was, it was just you and I on the, on the subway. And then we just had this like super like down to earth, like just get super vulnerable, be really transparent with each other conversation. And then Maite was basically, she basically said to me, she's like, listen, like now that we're friends, like you're never going to get rid of me. And I was like, wow, I was like, bet. I was like, bet, like same though, you know? And um, like with loyalty for me being such like a strong personal value, I was like, that stood out right from the jump. Cause I'm like, like, you don't get enough of that. 
you know mm. so it was from that moment i was just like okay like her and i are gonna be like like friends like the end of time because this is just gonna work you know um and i could tell that she was like she like you wanted to be like intentional and like like really invest in the friendship and stuff and i was like i need to like learn from that too because like sometimes i have a hard time doing that you know so i like followed your example too so um yeah like thankful for you and like it, it definitely is because of like you taking that first step oh my god Amazing. thank you i'm gonna cry i'm actually I'm tearing up yeah should i pass this bucket to you or <laughs> yeah pass it through the computer the funny thing is like i remember telling you that as well like full like my heart was like all into it telling mm-hmm. you like you won't get rid of me but i meant it as a warning not even as like we're gonna be friends forever it was like you will not get rid of me <laughs> yeah yeah even if you wanted yeah. to this is a warning <laughs> just a warning yeah you can't back out now so yeah. i'm glad you took it in that way it's a lot oh, better than- of course and like it was just we were having that conversation at like a low point in my mm-hmm. life too where it was like i felt that people were like abandoning me and things like that so for you to like like hand out that olive branch kind of thing it was just like oh like this is so sick it was like perfect timing you know so and here we are exactly i think the perfect uh if if people were to ask me describe my in like one sentence obviously this will be a long sentence i would describe her as like like the person you wouldn't mind telling your deepest darkest secrets to because you feel like you're safe mm. that's the vibe i got from Maita right off the bat that's why you know met you the first time you got close yeah so, yeah absolutely Welcome to the show. Wow, guys, really. This bada is bing, bada boom, you know? Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, Here bada we are. Bada. Kumbaya. This is a, this is like our kumbaya <laughs> podcast episode, you know? You know what? This is our, the rest of the conversation. This is our uh, kupu kui ma uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, for our, for our guy, Martin. <laughs> Shout out to Martin. Kupu kui. I know. Yeah. You know, let's not. So, so as you can tell, we obviously have our own inside jokes that make no sense to anybody outside of the three of us. But uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. I know you obviously you guys met in Spain. Um, You guys got into the the unicorns and butterflies now of meeting each other and, you know, popular Nick uh, Nate being uh, super popular, as I already know, by the way um the chick magnet as we already know Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. one question i have for you of the people uh surrounding nate how how many of them are women Hmm. that's the question i want to ask uh in that moment when i met him in spain yeah yes honestly quite a few i'm not gonna lie to you exactly Okay, keep in mind, keep in mind that these kids are like anywhere from six to like 15. Okay, so I I absolve myself from all guilt. But on top of that, what was, uh, maybe you guys can get into a little bit of your experience teaching in Spain. Mm -hmm. What, uh, maybe a few takeaways from your experience and what would you guys, what's your most memorable experience teaching in Spain? Uh, I think Maita is the teacher, so I think she should go first. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to take it away. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Way to go. Um, <clears throat> so I spent, like, up at that point, it had been my third year, like, in university teaching and learning to teach. And I got to Spain and everything I learned, just useless. Like, nothing useful <laughs> when I was teaching in Spain. The rules just didn't apply. Um it was such a different environment. It was like super tricky to actually teach. And then when I got the hang of it, seeing and like sensing how the kids are like basically on summer vacation, they don't actually mm-hmm. want like normal classes. Yeah. And you kind of take that in and you're like, okay, I'm going to adapt my teaching to make it a bit more summery, fun-y. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say. That was, that was a big learning, learning curve for me. And then I guess I can't say most memorable I think one of my best teaching moments was that I couldn't tell the kids that I spoke Spanish. So like hearing them whisper, say things about me or just whisper about each other or about other teachers, which is the funniest thing because they were only there for like a week, at least at the beginning. And at the end, I'd like huddle them and I'd be like, hey guys, I guess what? I speak Spanish. And they'd be like, oh my God, what? Are you joking? Did you understand everything? And I was like, yeah, 110%. So watch yourselves. 
Yeah. So that was a bad lesson I got to teach. Why would they not let you guys uh, tell them you knew Spanish? Because when you're learning a second language, some people believe that when you're immersed in it, you are forced to speak it. So if these kids mm-hmm. only thought that I can communicate in English, they would be forced to speak to me in English. I'm not a huge believer of that because it's just an aggressive way of getting people to speak a certain language. Right. Not a fan, but mm. that was their mindset. So. Mm. Wow. No, I didn't know that. That was a, that's pretty cool. But in terms of obviously the kids, it, uh, there's a range that you teach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of mm-hmm. Age of kids. Do you find that in your experience, the younger they are, the better they are in adapting a new language? Or do you feel like the older kids are, com- are competent or as competent? Um, great question. I'm going to go with the little ones. The little ones have like sponge brains. So I, I take it all in and they're young enough to be like, wow, you're a teacher. We love you. Whereas the older ones like do not give a poop. Like they really yeah. do not care. <laughs> Um, unless they're really into the language you know what I mean like if I wanted to learn whatever Swahili mm. I could be into it and do like Duolingo and go on with it right but when you're young you're kind of forced into learning it but you kind of like it because your teacher knows it and you want to impress your teacher so yeah little ones definitely oh yeah I mean I, th- I think for me I'd go like the complete other direction and like uh i like i always enjoyed even before spain but like it, it was just reinforced when i was there was that uh i enjoy working with like older kids and it's mainly because you can just kind of like be friends with them versus like having that like authority figure versus like you must listen to me kind of relationship and um it's also important to say like i'm not a teacher like i did like a couple years of summer camp volunteering for that and that was it you know like i knew i didn't want to work with kids me going to Spain was mainly to like travel in Spain and learn the language. So like what I realized was with those older kids, like their, their grasp of English was, was already pretty good. Um, like between listening to Western music, like watching a lot of Netflix and stuff like that, they're like pretty immersed already. Um, so it's just about like building more advanced vocabulary, you know? But then I realized for me, I'm like, I'm not really here to be a teacher or to like have this be on my resume or anything. So I just ended up speaking to like in my classes, I was speaking to my like class to my kids as, as friends basically. And it worked like much better with the older kids because they would resonate with that. And they'd be like, Oh, like he's not actually here to teach or it's like, he's here to teach, but it's through conversation versus like this word means this. And this means this, you know? Um, And so for me, like, I had like some amazing, amazing kids and they would all be like 14, 15, 16, you know, like the much, much older kids, just because I felt like I could be like real with them and like have actual conversation. Well, I always went, whenever I, um, I hear stories like this of you guys teaching in a different country, I always, uh, it always fascinates me because I always wondered if, um, 22 year olds or like 18 year olds in Spain live sort of the same educational lifestyle in school uh, and whatnot as kids here in North America, but they just speak a different language. Are the stuff they talk about the same? Do they talk about um, the same like bullshit you go through in school, (laughs) like the same crushes you have in elementary? Like, do they talk about the same things as they grew up here? Like it's, uh, it's always fascinates me. But anyways, one of the things I'm thankful for, for you two going to Spain uh, to do your teaching is you guys were able to learn the game Cambio. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to, to say how much I appreciate learning this game because I feel like it's the sickest card game ever. Um, this is like, this is where we give Cambio or the creator of Cambio their flowers. Um, what was your, like, at what point did you guys like, where you guys taught this game, who taught you this game? Maybe tell us the story. I mean, I don't know that there's a story. I think like a lot of us, you know, so all the teachers, we were all living in like the same like hotel, like on the same property, you know, and we all had a lot of the same schedules. So basically when we would all get off like work and then after eating dinner and stuff, it's like, okay. And if you're not going to go travel or something, then you're stuck 
at the hotel right. with like everybody else. And it's like, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like we didn't have internet basically. So it was like, we had to find other things to do. Um, and I can't remember like who taught me or what the first experience was, but like every time I think about playing Cambio in Spain, it's always like in the very dark like alleyways or like of that like hotel where there's like no light or like in the middle of like that big square just like a bunch of people playing and then like there's usually like drinks involved too like seven eight nine people just playing like everybody's forgetting their cards everybody's super rowdy like so it's just like a good time like I wouldn't be able to tell you like the origin of it or like who passed it on from who but I think it's like it was just like a chain reaction you know like I learned it being one of the more early people and then I taught it to a bunch of people and then they taught it to a bunch of people and then it ended up crossing borders yeah it was kind of like a thing you had to learn I think my roommates showed me yeah. um so shout out to uh Selma and Julie for teaching me because mm-hmm. um, they just thought mm-hmm. you need to integrate because I'm not really into board games I'm not gonna lie I find them just so boring um <laughs> and then <laughs> sorry disclosure I'm, Yo, I'm sorry, there were like there were like two games that were always being played it was cambio yeah. on one side and Catan and Catan on the other side oh, so Catan I, too? I loves Catan. <laughs> I loves Catan. what Yo, yo, you would have fit in perfectly there, man. I'm like the world Catan champion of Canada. Like I have the, the you championship. could have taken my place. What's you that? Could, you could have taken my place. Like it just takes so damn long, man. That game. Uh, it never ends. It never I ends. Never yeah. I never win, so yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, the, for me, play. the thing that I don't like about Catan is that if you have the persona that you're like like this goofy person that you scam people and whatever, no one wants to trade you. Yeah. Right off the bat, so you start the game zero zero. And like, I'm asking for a trade. Let's say I'm playing with my family. I'm asking for a trade. And I asked my brother. He's like, nah. I'm like, why? He's like, you're going to win anyway. Zero. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but if my mom wants to do it with him, then he'd do it. <laughs> but like, if you have the persona that you're this person, no one wants to trade you. Anyways, um, sorry for going a little bit off topic here. <laughs> Katan. He loves sorry. Katan. He loves Katan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very passionate about Katan. Either. Got you, got you. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not at all. Zero. <laughs> no, I no, I can't. So I think Why that's the, the point. My roommates were kind of like, nah, but you need to like integrate. And I'm just kind of like, I board games, I can't. Card games, fine, maybe. And um, yeah, Cambio, I started off as losing every single time, but I can say with a hand on my heart, <laughs> I'm a mm-hmm. champion. So yeah. I don't want to flirt anything. <laughs> so good. did you, did you ever, like, how many times did you win? like the entire thing so many times that i can't count i can't really? give you a definite number <laughs> wow okay okay nice okay listen Maite, i i demand a rematch for the record for everyone listening when nate maitana and myself played cambio nate and i were both drunk so maitana was just <laughs> killing both of us. yeah we got destroyed Oh, she was killing us like the game just started and oh done cambio i'm like what i just started <laughs> while i'm off to the side i'm pouring a glass like wait what yeah like i'm exactly i'm out on the side yakking and my tennis picking up my card passing <laughs> her card to mine. <laughs> she's destroying it. she knows what card i have <laughs> so i demand listen, a rematch listen. when we're all sober deal deal i'll you know rematch anytime anyways um traveling maybe we'll get into the topic (laughs) perfect segue in your opinion um my what keeps people from traveling because it seems like for you like you know you're in england one year you're in spain one year and then i'm hearing from nate that you're i don't know you want to go to new zealand like you know so by the time i'm 50 you you're basically christopher columbus And I'm sitting in my couch in my house. So anyways, <laughs> what keeps you from traveling? What keeps me from traveling? Um, or if not I'm... you, if not you, like other people. Other people. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay. Because I was like, didn't you? Okay. Got it. Um, honestly, I think people, um, the, the classic one is people are just a bit afraid to mm. step out of their comfort zones. Being alone is a big one. 
So people aren't really comfortable for the most part being alone, traveling to a new place, figuring out like the money situation, not having a phone until you get a new SIM card um, and just being a bit more extrovert. Like if you go to a hostel, you gotta open up and meet some people or else you won't. Um, so I think that's a big one. And then I think people um, in general have um, an, a set idea of at a certain age, what they should have or what they should focus on. And a lot of the times people my age really focus on their careers, which is awesome. It's fantastic. Mm. Um, but it also stops them from thinking outside the box a little bit, you know, and, and thinking, oh, I have this job. It's awesome. I don't want to let it go. But it, in my eyes, it's kind of like, okay, but what if you went further with it? What if you tried this? Um, so people usually use their vacation to travel, but vacation time isn't that much. So you can't really, right. in my opinion, travel that that much in like two weeks or like a week. Um, so I think people just their commitments, maybe what they value at that point in time. Um, I think those are the main things that would keep people from traveling. Um, I'm trying to think like I have friends who are very, very dedicated to their jobs. That's awesome. And I admire them. And I'm not saying I'm not dedicated to my job. I love what I do. And I'm lucky that my job can be mm, done from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's not so easy because I have other friends who are teachers and all they want is to get tenure. And so you need to start at a school and work your way up so you can get tenure. So it depends on what you, what your objectives are. You know, I, I don't really, right now I'm not into tenure <laughs> that much. I feel like, my mindset is also to travel while I'm young and not when I retire, because when I'm 65, I'm not going to want to want to like run around in a bikini in Hawaii. Yeah, um, right. So, mm. you know what I mean? It all yeah. depends on, on, yeah, on people's objectives and values, I think. Yeah. I think, I think we all kind of share that mentality where it's like now, while you're like physically mentally able, like try to do that traveling sooner rather than later right like I think that makes a lot of sense but I wanted to also ask like do you feel like and I guess like you can go far back into your memory as possible but like do you feel like you've always had this like perspective and if not when do you think it flipped for you oh my god good question um I think I think it's always been in me like I've always been quite extroverted I've never really been shy Mm -hmm. which helps with like meeting people like and it helps with adapting to new situations so moving like leaving my home home to come to Canada even though I was super young I think that triggered something in me yeah that was like okay this is this is it this is how sorry I just saw the thumbs up and I'm like well how did that go up but that's cool I promise (laughs) that was all me but I I don't know I keep getting like a little timer that says like your hand will raise and I'm like I'm not touching anything but okay (laughs) Sorry, super, super side note. It's, it's the iPad, okay? I don't know how it works. It's fine. Sponsored by Zoom. <laughs> um, yeah, I, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, I think that moment of moving from Argentina to Canada kind of, I guess, triggered something deep, deep down that was like, okay, this can be normal to, to be from one place but live in another mm-hmm. and just adapt, learn the language, make some friends um so I think that's what I would say for me at least that that's my my case and do you feel like there was so that's I guess more like philosophical do you feel like there was a moment like a trip that you went on or like a place that you visited that also flipped it where you were like wow now my eyes are like really open to like all of the different places I can travel to and all the different things I can see versus like staying in one place like was that Canada for you I think so. I think I think Canada offers such a wide range of different types of people and culture and embraces mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Whereas like mm, other places in the world, I think now it's 2021, people are just open in general, more yeah. open in general because yeah. it's technology and whatever. But I think back home in Argentina, it wasn't like that. It was all, you know, everyone kind of looks a certain way and it looks at everything. Whereas like Canada just embraces all shapes and sizes, um, people from everywhere. And I think that was always like attractive to me because growing up in a small town um, in Montreal where everyone was kind of the same, I was seen as like the, the weird exotic one, maybe not weird, but like the, the different one. And like, I, I never felt 
like it was a bad thing, but other people could have perceived it as a bad thing. You know what I mean? So when I started meeting people from other places, that was so attractive to me because I'm like, wow, like, you know what I, you feel me, like, you know what I've been through. Maybe your parents immigrated or, so I think that's what also pushed me to be like, okay, well, I can do that elsewhere and feel okay. Mm. So I've got Canada to thank for that. Do you feel like, um, obviously, you've moved from Argentina to Canada uh, when you were young, but you're, you've moved around, obviously, since then. But in terms of how you view the world, your open-mindedness to things, do you feel like that came from traveling, or did you already have that before? Ooh, um, I think a bit of both. I think I've, mm. I've always been open-minded. I, I'm not a very judgy person. I'll judge situations more intensely than I would judge a person. Like to me, people are people and like my interactions with you are going to base my judgment of you. That's pretty much it. So I've always been pretty open-minded, but I think traveling, like just put emphasis on it. You know, like I've had like my trips to the typical, I say typical, like uh, I guess like European places where you go to the museum and you see mm. the art and the history and da, 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 which is cool. But then I've had my fair share of experiences like in nature and like in the dirt. And I'm like, wow, this is super cool too. So now it's just like, I kind of have to build my own perception of what traveling is based on that open-mindedness that they brought me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, like I always say to people, when people ask me, why do you like traveling so much? For me, my number one answer is I feel like when I travel, I get to see a side of the world that's not within the realm of my own bubble when I'm home. So when I go back home, it feels like my circles expanded, right? Like I've seen like another way of living. So I've become more open to like a lifestyle, another lifestyle or how people grew up. If I've, I've seen poverty in a different country, right? Then you feel like this rich culture, all the people complaining about their nine to fives and whatnot. It's like, it's different. You know, it's so minuscule compared to what's out there. So no, I feel you. It's a, uh, I'm definitely the same way. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh it's a, it's something travelers would understand. That's mm-hmm. uh, because I'm sure Nate uh, Nate would say the same thing. It's like when when you have like a perspective, it you just travel for like two weeks and you come back, you're like, wow. It's like it's like you almost have like a third, fourth, fifth uh, perspective. That you're mm-hmm. like, wow, how should I go about this? Right. It's 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 so hard to explain, but it's like people who've traveled you like you you would understand. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the way that I would kind of summarize it is what I always say is uh as somebody that always like wants to learn things, like I feel like in you know, tied to your point, like you know, we live in this bubble, right? Where we're think, you know, thanks to our parents, like we're very comfortable, like we we have things like pretty good all things considered, but, um, it's like easy to get trapped in this like perspective of, I know pretty much all there is to know at like 26, 28, 24 years old, you know? And it's like, I think for me, the more I travel, it's like, the more I think I know, the more I don't know. Mm. And it, and it's those perspectives of meeting somebody that has like just a very radical, different perspective on life or has just completely, completely different life experiences or has seen different things. It's like, whoa, there's like other ways to live that are like so much different from me. And that like creates this like hunger in me to like try to seek out more of that and like more people that are not like me, you know? Because I think here you kind of fall into that trap of everybody's kind of like raised similarly, you know, like we have the same kind of like leisures and luxuries. And then, it, you know, we all end up kind of becoming a version of each other you know versus like if you go traveling it's like there's so many types of people to meet and uh i feel like that's so fascinating that's so interesting to learn yeah but i guess a a question uh, that i have for Maite is um like in your experience obviously you're in england now and you know what for for the record and for our listeners what is what exactly is your line of work and uh, what did you do in school just to give a little bit more context on why you're in England. Oh, um, okay. So I studied um, elementary school education, specializing in the French immersion program because I wanted to work with immigrants. So my degree allowed me a wide range of jobs, let's say in Quebec. Mm. 
um, to kind of just help kids go through what I went through. That's the gist of it. Um, but due to the fact that I did that specialization, I have um, the qualifications to teach a second language. And because I speak Spanish and obviously English, I can teach either or. So that allows me to teach anywhere in the world because I've got the qualifications to teach any subject in elementary school and a second language. So um, I figured that with those qualifications, I can just kind of take it to the next level and go full out, <laughs> go right. all out. So what's, what's the dream job for you? Where do you want to oh, be? What do you want to be doing? Oh, that's so tough. Like, I think, honestly, I think my, my dream job would be to it changes i'm not gonna lie it changes i don't have a set thing there's different things like one of them would be the party you want to work with the turtles you know what the party you want to work with the turtles oh yeah obviously 100 percent. yeah please say less <laughs> <laughs> i'll go home there there's my own little army of turtles for sure nice i would love i don't know it's a mix like i there's that obviously like being in mm. nature and having like my own little school on the beach where i can like teach the kids how to physically be aware of the environment and like teach them with like for example the turtles how to take care of them um but then if I go back to Canada I'd like to maybe have my own school where all different sorts of kids and immigrants and exchange students and whatever can come and just kind of feel like they're a part of something and then Mm. that way they can connect to other immigrants and then kind of I don't know uh, relate and feel less like alone um in a sense and then my other dream is just to kind of teach everywhere but not because I think I'm that teacher that can change the world like I guess part of me obviously wants to think that but that's that's not the main thing I think it's to just kind of learn as much as I can from these like different spots on earth Mm -hmm. um and then just take that and bring it back to like my own classroom one day where like I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be set and then just bring that in bring in different types like I'm sure teaching in like Australia is super different from teaching in Europe, which is different from Asia and Africa and South you know what I mean? So I feel like if I can bring that into maybe Canada or wherever it is that I end up um, would be really cool because I'm just going to be the learner there, even though I'm the teacher. And I find that like super mind blowing. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) So this brings me back to my original question. (laughs) So you've in literally the last like two minutes of you speaking there's you've mentioned so many countries so many places in the world and and the reason why i ask is i'm genuinely very curious in terms of um your like dating for example have you ever encountered issues where you know you meet someone in wherever montreal and then and then next year you're leaving to go somewhere and then that became an issue to them so how do you view that aspect and how important is that to you? That's so interesting. Um, it's tough. I think um, I think it depends. Um, if, <laughs> in terms of any um, any type of relationship, I think it's super important for me. At least a big value for me is to be okay with reaching out and handling long distance in a mutual way. I'm not talking just romantically, but I think with friends too, like my whole life has been long distance because I've always mm. been in touch with my family back home and mm. I made friends along the way. And actually one of the things I learned on my travels when I was on one trip with like a few friends from high school, one of the girls had been traveling since she was like, I don't know, like 10 years old. Okay. Because she was trying to build up her CV for a future job. Um, so she always went on volunteer trips and I saw how she connected with, the other volunteers who were from the States, Australia, whatever. And she was just very cold about it, like very detached. And I asked her why. I was like, why Why don't, like for me, like connections between people are super personal. So I'm still in touch with people from trips that I did back when I was like 15. And she was like, well, cause I'm never gonna see these people again. So what's the point? And that totally my, like, that was like, what? What do you mean? You never know. You never know if you're going to see them again or not. So why completely cut off that link? Because you never know. And with technology nowadays, like, I don't really understand when people, again, I'm not talking, like, specifically, like, just friendship or romantically, but I have a hard time understanding how people find it so difficult to deal with long distance because you can talk on Zoom every day and whatever. 
admit though that with romantic relationships there's so much so many more components that come into it so I understand how long distance can be difficult but in terms of friendships and stuff like that I think that if you're both willing to make it work mm-hmm. then you know it doesn't mean you have to talk every day but as long as you're you've got that communication going right. then I think uh yeah you're good to go so so we're really we're really diving in deep here uh <laughs> What, what, I also, what I also wanted to ask was on top, you know, as a follow up to that is, do you feel like you've had to sacrifice either A, you know, just like really strong friendships of yours or B, like romantic relationships for the sake of traveling? Because we've all acknowledged how important it is for each of us. Right. But it's like sometimes that can, you know, you have a choice to make sometimes. That's a deep one. That's a deep one. The reel has been casted. I I put on my goggles, you know, I'm ready. (laughs) My night vision's on. Yeah. We're seeing through you now, Marta. Literally, oh my gosh. Um, Wow. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I think think you just, it's tough. I think you have to know what you want. And I think it's important to listen to your gut. So I think for me, at least, me being abroad and working abroad at least for a year was something I've always wanted and I worked really really hard for like Nate I think I've told you like I throughout my university experience I've worked like seven days a week seven different jobs yeah only to get that money to go abroad yeah and you know if along the way someone came along and you know wanted to be with me or whatever like it is it is something that is there Mm -hmm. and for me it's important that that they show support towards that because it is my dream and I don't think I would impede on someone's dream in any way shape or form whether it was to travel or whatever because I would understand that that want to achieve Mm -hmm. that whatever dream that they have um but I guess to some that could be kind of like a sacrifice if you're with a certain person and you know that person plans on leaving it is a bit tough so it is a tough question so I guess some sacrifices were made I think in my life because of these travels but never I never saw them as sacrifices I always saw them as like just I can't I can't say that they have people who haven't been supportive I think everyone's been super super supportive of me wanting to travel um and I've been super lucky with that because I've got friends who have not been so lucky in that aspect but all my relationships whether friends or romantic have always everyone's always been super supportive about what I wanted to do and that always just pushed me forward because you know what in the end this is what I want and now that I'm here I can maybe rethink things Mm -hmm. but I'm so happy and and I'm honestly proud of what I've done that I see those people and like I thank them for being super supportive regardless of whatever friendship or relationship I had with them you know what I mean yeah yeah no of course and I think like it's not it's not like sacrifice maybe sounds like it's like like a negative connotation but like it's not all bad right from the, mm. from the perspective of like yeah you might be like leaving Montreal for example and certain friends or certain relationships that mean a lot to you but then you're also gaining in like the new place that you're going to right and it's like you never know like mm. I think kind of like the uncertainty and like the not knowing of like how those friendships will go is like appealing to all of us, you know? Yeah. yeah um, for sure. And that's like, a, that's like a huge part of traveling too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And your friends also have to know or whatever, the people that you're leaving behind, even your family, they have to know that you're not ditching them. You're not running away from them or anything. It's for just, sure. this is something I have to do. And like I said, with technology nowadays, it's so easy. I remember being young and having to like buy one of those like calling cards sorry again the thumb anyways you had to get those like calling cards and like dial and like mm. try to like get the line you know it was so complicated but it's not like that anymore so I don't really see an excuse to like hold a grudge or something for someone who leaves um so I I don't know I just think uh I don't know I think people should just be supportive especially for traveling because it's just good things come from traveling whether you travel and you have a bad experience it doesn't matter you learn from it you travel you have a good experience awesome you learn from it you come home you've learned from being abroad i think i think just being abroad gives you open-mindedness um helps you like relate to other people helps you step out of your comfort zone so i don't know for me traveling has all good things so people 
people shouldn't mm-hmm. really hold you back from that. Yeah. But again, it depends on what you want. Mm-hmm. It all depends on what you want at the end of the day. I feel like um, I feel like, and you hit it in the earlier points. It's uh, many people have a fear of leaving a country or leaving their home or leaving their hometown, mm-hmm. even even if it's like a two week, three weeks, one month thing. And like you said, sometimes that fear uh, from other people, when one of their friends is doing the thing that they fear, there's that reservation on their end, right? It's like, A, how come I can't do that? And B, it's like, are you going to be okay? So I'm sure, I mean, at least, at least for me, I can speak from experience, right? There's Every time you say that you're doing something that's out of the normal or moving to a different country, there's always the naysayers, there's always the people that are going to be hesitant. And I guess yeah. that's just part of it, right? Same experience yeah. with you, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 definitely. And people who kind of look at me as like, wow, like you're doing that. I love that right. for you. And right. I'm just like, thank you. But right. <laughs> you don't need to say I love that for you. Like you just... yeah you're just happy with me like for me I guess or with me that's all I need you don't need to right. I don't need to be like that show you know and you just clap and like wow she can do it like you can do it too if you wanted to right but yeah I, I agree 100 percent. yeah what's what's your advice you know to somebody that is maybe kind of on the fence about wanting to like go and do this travel thing and they're hearing everything we're saying it's like yeah that sounds really good you know but then it's like that fear piece is also there or it's like just, you know, inexperience or what have you, like for that person, that's kind of like just kind of teetering. What would you say to them? I would say life is so long. People say life is short, but I truly believe life is long. Like, why not? Why not? Go, go for it. Try it out. And you know what? You always have the option to come home. Um, Someone in my family that I'm super close to always tells me that money problems aren't really problems you know if you have your health you have your family you have people who love you if you travel if you pay like a lot of money to on a you spend it on like a whatever a trip and have with you you're like oh my gosh I hate this I want to go home go home and then you've learned from it like you just learned from it that, that's right. that's it you know so I, I don't know for me it's go for it you've got nothing to lose try it out and and something good will come out of it whether it's a bad experience abroad you learn from it, like I said before. But again, it's very the teacher me talking. You learn, you learn all the yeah. time. You're learning. Mm. But that's what I would say. Like you, why not? Literally, why not? Yeah. So what you're saying is that there's more for you to gain from traveling, and then you you always have an out of going back to your hometown if it's really too much for you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a yeah. good point. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I think it. that's a very good point because that's what a lot of people's fear is. Right. Or money, like money is the other people's fears, right? It costs mm. way too much money or they're scared of taking time off from work and not get paid for like a month or something just yeah. because it's not the norm, you know, you no, don't really no, ever exactly. see. Yeah. People like I've not, I, I don't really know anyone just like you. That's why. Right. <laughs> no. But and you, I'm honestly speaking. Sorry. Go ahead. No, thank you. But I was going to say like, it. I'm going to, go back to that point that I made about like what people want okay people's objectives like back home um my the way things are in Argentina um the 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 economical situation and all that is is so bad nothing nothing's predictable it's not like North America it's not like Canada Mm. Canada everything goes by the book for the most part there are exceptions but everything's like almost perfect Um, And of course, it's hard to give that up because the rest of the world isn't like Canada. And in a place like Argentina, where things are so unpredictable, I think it's been instilled in me and my mindset is I'm not going to worry too much about what's going to happen in 10 years from now, because living in Argentina, I I can't. I can't save up for two years from now because of the inflation and everything. In Canada, I can. So I think it depends on where you come from. In Canada, a lot of people want to work as much as they can, get as much money as they can so that when they retire, they do whatever they want. Cool. And it's just a totally different mindset than mine because Mm. I have family back home who can't do that. Mm. And I like living 
day by day. I'm not someone who's going to plan 10 years ahead because I really don't know what's going to happen 10 years ahead. Yeah. So I don't want to plan too much ahead because my life isn't for me. Life isn't about planning so far ahead. It's about living it. So for me, that that's what matters to me. Um, but again, it goes back to what people want. If your goal is to retire in Hawaii for whatever, two years when you're 60, great, go for it. For me, it's also important to like be not consistent, but like, okay, if you, if that's your goal, awesome, support it, go for it. Mm-hmm. And don't bash on people who have a different one. Same mm-hmm. with me. If I'm someone who likes to travel all the time, then, right. you know, you know what I mean? So again, back to it's what people want. <laughs> so where, in, in your opinion, where do you see yourself in like, obviously you said that you're not really the person to think long-term you're very short uh, short term you plan things short term mm-hmm. and agreed right i feel like if you plan things so long term it makes you lose sight of what's in front of you sometimes but mm-hmm. in your opinion when when you're planning uh these short-term things um where would you see yourself in your opinion in five years do you feel like in five years you're still go 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 i'm in a different country teaching is that something you can foresee at this current time? I can, mm-hmm. but I also could see myself settling down somewhere. Mm-hmm. It really, it really depends. I can totally see myself still traveling. Um, I might not do it alone. Maybe at that time, right? Who knows? Um, I could also see myself settling down if I find a place that I'm like, wow, I adore this. Mm-hmm. Like. Like last, um, last weekend I was up in Scotland and I loved it. And I'm like, this is the place I'm going to go back to. I loved Mm it. Maybe I'll be there. Who knows? Probably not because it's a little windy (laughs) for my days, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I I really don't know. I really don't know. I think I'm at a point in my life where like, I don't know that next step. You know, when you're in high school, you're like, okay, I'm going to university or college or whatever. Right. And then you do university and you're like, okay, my final year, it's coming up, it's coming up. And then you graduate. And now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I can, I can do anything. I've got my degree. Um, I have a job. I know what I like, you know, but I, who knows? And it's for me, at least it's so exciting for some people. It's hella scary. And I get that. But I, for me, it's like, you know, if I want to go back to school, I can, if I want to keep working, I can, if I don't want to work, a little tough but i mean technically i can yeah <laughs> not that's not the plan because i do need some some financial support <laughs> but like i you know the world the world is what is it the world is an oyster my oyster your oyster something like that i mean it can be all of our oysters all of our oysters <laughs> clams salmon clams. <laughs> yeah escargos escargos there you go so yeah no, for me, because the reason why I asked is that, and you you hit it, right? You said, uh, settle down, quote unquote. Like, for majority of the people that I know, at least for the majority of the women that I know, in five years of where your logical uh, timing would be for people your age, it's uh, getting married isn't that five years, right? So where I'm going into this is that in the future, you meet a partner and he doesn't see traveling the way you see is that a deal breaker for you oof um if they don't believe in traveling at all i don't think it's the person for me um (laughs) i think that they've got to be supportive it's something that i love to do but i think if i if i really love the person then i i can compromise and i think they can do the same for me so it might not be me traveling all the time Plus, if I really love the person, I don't think I would want to leave them that much. I would want yeah, them to right. come with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so maybe I can bring that to their life. You know, if they really are are scared or set in their ways, I can kind of be that thing that's like, hey, wait, why don't you why don't we try going to I don't know the Congo, yeah. see what happens. You know, nice. <laughs> just because I really want to go there. But um, like. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge deal breaker unless the person's like, ew, traveling, no, I was born here, I will grow up here, I will, whatever, work here. That for me is a no. Awesome, I respect it, but it's not for me because no, no, no. If I'm open-minded, you got to be open-minded too. And I don't think you can do that if you stay in your own bubble. 
Yeah. So. Because and yeah. it also shows that like they don't, they're not open about me because I'm, some I'm like a um, like a foreigner in Canada, not anymore because I'm Canadian. But you know what I mean. So if you, it kind of goes along with that. Sorry, I, I love Nate, that you have I love you had to say that. Oh yeah, I'm Canadian. Just, just for everybody, all the governments that are listening, and all the border control. By the way, I have my passport. I'm here legally. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's great because it's like some for some people, it's like that that travel experience and that perspective is like learned, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, like at a certain age, you just kind of pick it up or it mm-hmm. takes like somebody close in your life to kind of like show you that mm-hmm. for you to like learn it versus like somebody that's being like super closed off. And it's like, I don't want to do this. This isn't for me. I hate everything about it. Right. So I guess like, yeah, to your point, it's like it is about kind of finding that balance. Right. Or like seeing like who's down and who's like really not down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well said. So, in terms of your, um, I mean, in terms of a little bit of an easier question, we'll give you a break. You know, <laughs> my fishing rod's about to snap. <laughs> I've caught <laughs> way too many today. Um, in terms of your countries you've visited, what's your what's been your favorite so far and why? <gasps> oh my gosh. Um... And sorry, oh, what's your least favorite country and why? Oh, you know. my least favorite? Oh, yeah. Um, Say Canada. That's it. This is where it comes <laughs> up. Here's Say your Montreal. To shit on a country. <laughs> <laughs> Say Canada. This is your chance. No, no. I, 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 oof, I don't know. Um, I think maybe... No, I don't have one that I, I really don't didn't like. I mean, I, okay, I'll put it this way. My motivation to travel to the States is quite low. Not because I don't like the States. I think the States has like a lot to offer and like from one end to the other or from States to State even. They're so different. I think for me, the culture plays such a big role. So I think mm. the American culture is similar to Canadian culture. So it's not something that I want to go check out that much but if i get the chance to go i'll go do you know what i mean yeah and then yeah i, I would have to say that one mm. if i had to say one but it's not even mm. i don't even mean it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie no offense to america like <laughs> you're, you're cool you're pretty cool so i don't know it's a tough one no offense you know just uh just no another offense. day for me yeah <laughs> and then and then like maybe i don't know top top three travel destinations of all time Either you've been there or you want to go. Favorites. I'm taking notes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Um, I definitely want to go to like Australia or New Zealand. Oh, for sure. I'd love to go to Madagascar. Mm. Um, Madagascar or the Congo, but Madagascar I'm leaning more towards. The Congo would be cool, but those two. Um, I really want to see um, the Philippines. I would love to Philippines. Represent, baby. Oh. Represent. Let's go. Kababayan. Mga kababayan natin. Maraming salamat po. I'm just speaking in Tagalog. I'm hyped. Um, honestly, I can go on and on. There's so many places mm. I want to see. And then places that I've been to that I would recommend highly, highly, highly. Yes. Costa Rica. Go. It's mm-hmm. really stunning. I've heard a lot of good Beautiful. things. Yeah, I've, me too yeah costa rica eh? okay okay you know what what's in the congo you've mentioned congo two times everyone i've talked to about traveling has never mentioned congo to me once what's in congo what is there two two reasons two reasons what isn't in the congo that's the question what isn't in the congo (laughs) okay congo has got a lot of resources let me tell you um uh so when i was in in sejap i had to take a class which i don't even remember the name because my sejap experience was kind of a blur um I was like kind of in like a kind of like a low-key high-key like honors law program but I didn't know I just wanted to be there because I looked at the subjects and I thought they were super cool and I wanted to learn a bit about everything um so I was overly ambitious but one of the classes made me read this book called King Leopold's Ghost and it's about um slavery in the Congo how Belgium you know did that um but the way the book was written was kind of like a story and they had pictures from like the 1900s and like things that happened there and did there and like it's a bit gruesome I'm not gonna lie but just 
I don't know, the area and the richness and like the natural resources, like, I don't know, I just got really into it. And I, and I love that. Um, so I was like inclined. And then later on in university, I had a professor who was a math teacher. So in university, we had to learn math as if we were elementary students. And then we retook the course, but teaching it. It was pretty cool. Anyways, this teacher, and it was a bilingual class. So imagine my brain was just math and two languages. I was like, well, I mean, like math is like a third language at that point. Literally, I was was lost all the time. But the interesting part about this teacher was that she um, did a lot of um, teaching abroad, specifically implementing math curriculum in countries in Africa. Um, And the way she explained it, going from different country to country, she explained how, for example, when you teach a kid about fractions or about dividing, say dividing and sharing, um, for example, there are four people in the family and you have four oranges, each gets one. But in some cultures there, they would say, no, the youngest one gets two, the whatever third youngest gets one, and the other two have to split that one because of the oldest, you know what I mean? And when she was explaining it, I was so like, wow, like math isn't, I thought it was universal, which to an extent it is, but you know what? It's also not, Hmm. it's subjective to where you live. Hmm. So I figured like, Mm. This is so cool. And this is something I could learn in the Congo. So, cause she's been, so that's kind of what draw me to it, but I'm really, I really want to go somewhere in Africa. So I'm, I'm open to anything, but the Congo was just one that I kind of knew about. So I figured why not? So, so you haven't touched that continent yet. No, I haven't. I haven't. You, I haven't. you know, if, uh, if you need a travel buddy for Madagascar, you know, I'm down to go visit uh, <gasps> King Julian. Um, <laughs> let's do it they have they have the same program i did in costa rica they have it in madagascar where there's oh, yeah? the turtles and everything so oh that's sick it's i'm just gonna throw that in there boys <laughs> we want to go bring whoever <laughs> let's go i'll be, I'll be right there uh, <laughs> you know what so you're 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 more inclined to travel to places uh from a lot of it's a like a cultural traditional yeah. life lesson historical aspect over yeah. the actual things what is there to see there so that's a for me that's a that's a true traveler you know thank you thank you thank you so much <laughs> no it, well i mean it's 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 like it's like oh i want to go to wherever like japan to go eat sushi you know what i mean like mm, it's a, yeah. it's all the cliche stuff you hear you know what i mean but yeah. it's the very first time someone's actually explained this to me in such a way that i'm like wow like i don't even know what to say like congo <laughs> it is for me too <laughs> Like the I Congo, guess, I guess I, I, <laughs> I guess I'm going to Congo. <laughs> we got we got a few minutes left here. Uh, we we like to play this game with uh, people we bring on to the show. Uh, it's called 24 second shot clock. It's very simple. Basically, there's a shot clock in basketball. Are you a basketball fan? Sure, sure. I have no idea what that is though. But basketball. Yeah. Ooh. So there's a <laughs> okay. <laughs> So there's a, every possession in basketball, there's a 24 second shot clock. That's the, uh, the origin okay. of this uh, segment. Anyways, okay. I'm going to rapid fire some questions to you in 24 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. I keep tabs of whoever has the most uh, points. I think the record so far is like six in 24 seconds. So you have to answer mm-hmm. as quickly as you can. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep moving. Okay. Are, wait, are they yes or no questions? No, no, no. It's uh, specific questions. Well, I mean, oh God, is it like, Okay, okay, okay. Whew, oh my god. I'm I mean, it's, they're not like what we've already asked you, where you have to like really wrap your brain. But it's just, okay, like, okay. It's just, <laughs> just say the first thing that comes to your mind, and then the objective is to get through all the questions. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So yeah, I think Nate, you're gonna yep. you're gonna start our timer here. Yep. Just okay. go three, two, one. Then I'll start. Okay. Sounds good. All right, Maita, you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's Hi, you ready? You ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Three. Two, one, go. What's your favorite dessert? Uh, ice cream. Uh, your celebrity crush? Uh, Zac Efron. Uh, your favorite city in the world? Mm, Montreal. Uh, your TV show right now you're binging? I don't watch TV. Uh, biggest pet peeve <laughs> in dating? <laughs> Wait, repeat, repeat. What, what, what? Biggest pet peeve wait, in wait, dating? Wait. Pet peeve? Burping. Damn. <laughs> No. All right, you got the burping. You got the burping. You got, you got five. You got five in. Oh, 
the uh the the Zach Efron the Zach Efron I was uh, I was like I, I was hoping you would ask it super quick because I wanted to ask one more question. Oh, can we start? We can do it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's good. You got five. You got I think five. I think for our audience's listening pleasure, I think the one that you really wanted to ask, you should just ask it now. Fuck Perfect. the timer. Fuck the timer. So I know a lot of our Spain friends that you guys went to Spain with listens to the show. Who is the most annoying Spain-related teacher <laughs> <laughs> that you guys came across with? Because you guys told me so many stories, but who is the most annoying person? Go Nathan, ahead. 100%. Nathan, Nathan's the one. I knew it. I knew it. You got that, it. That was a sharp left turn. I was not <laughs> expecting that one. <laughs> No, no we one was annoying. This. They were we all lovely. This. I love them all. Shout out to, to Spain trip. If you're all listening, Morajete. Shout out to Spain. The worst. <laughs> I was going to wear my Morajete shirt, and I was like, there's no point in wrapping them. That was like over two years ago, you know? It was. It really was. Good question, though. Good question, though. Just, I'm not, I'm not fun. So, sorry. Not the, not the person to ask. <laughs> I had at least five uh... names. <laughs> I heard so many names. Even I knew these people. That's all I heard. I was getting drunk in the Airbnb. You guys were roasting this one guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, the, just the name stuck to me. We would never. We would never. It was oh, only Nathan. It's all, it's, all it's, all it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. It's all love. Anyways, um, we've run out of time. Maite, thank you for joining us Thank you so much. It's been a blast. No, thank you. This is great so you with your presence. Yeah. I know. No, yeah, thanks should, for listening uh, to me. And, go, and go up to Quebec City again in the great white yeah. north, you know. Come to London. Come to Watford. It's lovely. Come on down. Come on down. You're both invited. If uh, if Barca makes the Champions League and it plays like uh, Man City or Man U, I might consider it. I, I'm just I'm just singing. I'll come too. I'll go cheer. Go Man U, City. No Sports. way. Sports. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Don't it's worry. Good. I'm wearing a I'm wearing like a I'm wearing like a Chelsea jersey because I know Nate likes. Oh God, they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw me onto the field, right? But anyways, um, Maite, thank you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. So this is a wrap, Nate. It's the Wise Guys. We're Follow us on off. Instagram. Follow us on on Spotify at the Wise Guys Podcast. Until next month. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy New Year. Good happy Easter. Okay. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. <laughs>